love music, live sport. Tapes up with Derek Smith and special guests on Rock Sport Radio. Monday evening at just after 8pm. Welcome to Tapes Up. Derek Smith here to bring you another hour of Speedway-themed news, views and interviews. My thanks to Cammy Brown for his company here in the studio last Monday. And good to speak with Stuart Dixon, Gary May and Ben Duffel too. Available to download on podcast if you missed it. To tonight then, I am rejoined for the first time in seven weeks here in the Tapes Up studio. I've been counting. Uh, I've been counting, I've been checking up with you. By the man with the famous name, although he is old enough to have been around at the time. Welcome back. Just, Cheers, just Martin. the hint, uh, just the hint. <laughs> Good evening. Thank you for that wonderful welcome. Taking Derek. advantage of you being on the other side of the desk for me, John. Also the fact that you tell everybody that you had all the experts in last week and now it's back to me this week. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> Did I really say that out loud? I'm sorry, George. Listen, I suspect that you've met a few Paul, Georges and Jones in your time, George. What's, what's the latest count on, on the Ringos? How many of them have you met? Uh, I've eaten a few Ringos in my time, <laughs> but I can't recall if I've actually met <laughs> yeah, not, not too many of them to the pound around Glasgow. No, no, indeed not. Well, George, I could label you, I could label this week's show as being a hard day's night. Aha, as we bigged up the championship playoff semi-finals on the show last week. We're expecting tonight, of course, to be pouring all over those and looking ahead to the grand final itself. But thanks to the best efforts of the British weather, not a wheel turned in anger, George. What on earth are we going to talk about tonight? Well, we could do a review of the reviews. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure we need to touch on the the playoffs again, but um, I think there are other pressing themes out there that we might be able to get to as well, Derek. Yeah, listen, it's never been a problem to find something to talk <laughs> about us. yet. In, in through tapes up style, and certainly not for the first time, we will look to backfill with a review of what did nearly take place last week, and uh, of course some speedway chat and observation along the way. Share some thoughts on the season gone and ahead, perhaps to the AGM. Um, ahead of next season, George. We shall do our best, folks. Settle down and enjoy the ride, George. You'll remember how to play along. Clutch in, throttle on, tapes up. Right then, George, I thought we did a beautiful a beautiful playoff preview show last week. We heard from all four championship clubs, teased out all the right factors, all to no avail, though, as all four semi-final ties were washed out last week. All but one of those were early call-offs. No speedway raced in the end, though. A thoroughly disappointing week all round, because at this stage of the season, the, the supporters, at least of these four clubs, are chomping at the bit to get underway. Well, this is a disappointment and the difficulty of the situation. This is the stage of the season that with the current structure in British Speedway that you build towards. And then when it's impacted to such a great extent by the weather, it is a, a disappointment. We've gone through the league campaign. The top four sides are now waiting to get into playoff action. It's very frustrating, but nothing that they can do from the point of view of the weather. The only thing you it probably will thrust into some discussion is to timing. And well, this is a situation, you can't avoid the British weather, but is there some mitigation that can be found that may help reduce some of the issues that we face? That's an interesting point. I think I know which direction of, of travel that your, your mind is going there, George. You know, a couple of times in the last couple of seasons here on Tapes Up, we've discussed the virtues and benefits, I guess, of early call-offs versus late call-offs. In the former situation, the staging clubs place you know, 100% faith in the weather forecast uh, and hope that it is accurate. And in the latter, there's still 
still that faith around the weather forecast being sufficiently accurate, but also a bit of a gamble that supporters will travel in numbers and that the track holds up to allow for good racing, George. You, know, you really can be damned if you do and damned if you don't. I think part of the problem on Friday, certainly as I was keeping an eye on the weather from early in the week and through to Friday, was that at the beginning of the week I was thinking, well, this match isn't going to be on. It's going to go the same way as the first leg at Somerset. But as you got to Thursday, the forecast did appear to improve a mm. bit. And I thought, well, I think there is a pretty good chance the match will be on. As we know, it, it didn't happen. And one of the other issues that you now face is that even if, if you've had prolonged rain, and damp weather and then you do get a period but a relatively short period of dry weather the tracks aren't drying out because the weather isn't warm enough Correct. now so it's like a situation where you almost get into a catch-22 situation and if you call off too early for a big match like this and then it could have been staged you'll face those criticisms as well yeah, the last uh, Wednesday Glasgow's trip to Somerset which would have been the first leg was rained off was yeah. called off I should say nice and early um, and the same happened in both legs of the summer, the uh, Somerset the Leicester and Redcar yeah. semi-finals Glasgow Glasgow Speedway took the decision on Friday with an improving weather forecast there was, there was a, certainly a, a weather window to, to run Friday night's uh, semi-final against Somerset that would have been the first leg of course um, anyone in and around the west of Scotland during last week Thursday Friday in particular, had seen lots of rain. There was plenty of it around, even on Friday. Um, however, I've got to say, I, I arrived at the stadium around 5.30 on Friday night. Uh, resplendent sunshine, blue sky overhead, George. There was a spring in everyone's step. It, it really looked like the, the right call had been made. We, we had the, a lovely weather uh, weather window to run the fixture on Friday. All the riders were there. However, all the riders were out on track, you know, kicking kick the track as they do. And, you know, there were some huddles out on the track. And uh, you could just tell immediately I guess that you know that there was some sentiment amongst the riders that things weren't quite to their liking and uh, just just short I think of 6pm on Friday night that the, there was a consensus view uh, including the referee of course that uh, racing would not take place like heavy sighs of disappointment in and around Ashfield George at, at the call off no, absolutely and when the club is committed to having a match on Friday night then there's no desire for it to be called off. We all know ultimately the safety of the riders will be the ultimate consideration. The the other aspect of it is whether a track can be rideable but not really raceable and I guess that's the other aspect. I mean I personally was disappointed the match was called off, as disappointed as, as anyone else but I can understand what contributes to it and this is a problem that Speedway faces in terms of you know being primarily a, a summer sport but then when you're reaching the pinnacle when the weather isn't becoming so good, then some of your top matches, you're just reaching a stage when you've got some of your top matches for the season and you're hitting a potential window where your weather is getting worse. And, and I suppose this year has been a, an exception. The weather through August was poor and the weather through this part of latter part of September has been poor on a national basis yeah. so it's become very difficult but it, it throws open the, the whole questions, it's been around for a number of years in terms of track preparation, track materials um, whether there should be track covers, procedures for call-offs you know, should riders be brought in for track inspections along with a referee mm -hmm. at an earlier stage? Mm -hmm. There's all sorts of things mm -hmm. that could be discussed. And I think sometimes, George, you know, there was there was a distinct air of frustration. You know, I bumped into some supporters who had made their way to Ashfield on Friday night, rightly disappointed, you know, to have set off from home uh, and not to see any speedway. It wasn't for the lack of 
effort. You know, and you know, we'll hear from some riders shortly who who were there on Friday night, and, and they were praiseworthy of the all the efforts of the Glasgow track staff on, on Friday night. But the damage had been done. You know, the, the, the track just the, the track, given its uh, given its condition prior to Friday, just didn't wasn't conducive to to rescuing the track for 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 you know for racing purposes, for entertainment purposes. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because time, you know, Glasgow and and the other clubs are all very conscious that the the clock is beginning to tick down to the end of the season and uh, they want to stage what's, what's going to be the biggest meeting of the entire season but but there's a, there's a business decision behind it as well George and definitely and and I understand that the the problem this speedway has and and all the points you've raised are absolutely legitimate and anyone who's been around speedway for a considerable period of time perhaps not even for that long a time understands all these factors that come into it the bottom line is that we arrive at a time of the year where we have the pinnacle of our sports, where we, we really need the tracks to be at their best possible condition to give us the best possible racing for the playoffs, and that's not available. And it's if there was a magic answer to it, it would have been found, I'm sure, a long time ago. Perhaps the questions are just out there as to whether there are some tweaks that can be made that might help make the situation better. Always acknowledging that at any time, of a so-called British summer or yes. into autumn, you can hit bad weather. Yeah, George, we'll, we will come back and we'll pick up uh, in a little bit more detail some of your thoughts on what might what might be the art of the possible to make things a little bit better moving forward. Let's now hear the direct thoughts on Friday night of a couple of the riders who contributed to the decision in the end. Here's Somerset's number one, Rory Schlein. I think the damage had been done previously. That you know the, the Glasgow track staff. You know when we turned up, we're working tirelessly you know to try aerate it and um it's just sometimes you you know all the effort and the, the work you put in is not enough so uh, unfortunately i think you know the, the water had set in and it got into the base and uh you know we've come up all the way up here like i've driven six and a half hours you know for, for you know we don't enjoy that and we got a six and a, six and a half hour drive home so um if there was something we could have done we we're all in agreement as in like if we can get it on let's get it on but um, you know, I think if, if there was to be more work done, I think you might have ruined the track for, you know, sure. for, for um, the next meeting. So, um, look, you know, in hindsight, you know, it's probably better. We, you know, the track will probably be better on Tuesday. It'll be better for the fans. It won't be very recessional. So, um, you know, disappointing, but... Uh, it's pretty speedway in September, isn't it? Well, I was going to say, well, we're in that zone, aren't we? Here we are, September, October time. But it's the biggest meetings in the season. It's the playoffs. We all want to win these. Yeah, um, you know, riding for Edinburgh for so many years, it, it was like uh, you sort of knew, you know, you get to this time of year, you expect it. It's going to be a bit wet, a bit sticky. But, you know, uh, sometimes you, you want it to keep raining, you know, so it makes a decision earlier and, and easier for... But, yeah, um, like I said, disappointing. But, uh, look, we'll be back Tuesday, I believe. So, and... Uh, you know, hopefully we put on a show. Rory, you talked about uh, riding for Edinburgh, and you remind me, of course, that's nearly 20 years ago, Rory. Can you believe that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not just the grey hairs that remind <laughs> me, but, um, yeah, you know, we, we rewind the clock and, uh, you know, we had some some really interesting and, and tough uh, derbies up here, you know, when I was riding for Edinburgh, and, um, yeah, fun times. And, of course, playoff time, not only with Somerset, but with Wolves in the, in the Premiership. You're a busy lad in uh, fighting for all the silverware. Yeah, I was just talking to Rasa, you know, how busy we're going to both be next week. Obviously, we're running Monday against each other on Monday, then here Tuesday, uh, then Wednesday, and then Thursday. So we got four playoff semi-finals against each other. So um, The battle of the beards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be sick of the sight of each other. But um, 
just the way it, you know the way fixtures fall away that's what Reynolds do and you know we just see what happens Rory speaking to me there George on Friday night spirited despite a 13 hour round trip for him but uh, he goes home safe that's it and I think that is the challenges of being a speedway rider that you realise the amount of mileage that these guys are travelling over a, a season and when you've got a side in Scotland, central Scotland, facing a side that coming all the way from Somerset in the southwest, then that's one of the biggest distances you're going to have. Uh, speedway riders are a robust bunch. They wouldn't be involved in the sport if they weren't. So I think Rory's been very fair in his analysis. He'll be as disappointed as anyone else that his efforts and the efforts of his teammates and other supporters have been in vain on this occasion. But yes, let's hope everything regroups tomorrow night. We'll have a meeting, a meeting with good race and, and to be honest, a good Glasgow win as well. <laughs> that would do nicely. And you know, talking about Rory there and some of the rider sentiment, that's the acid test for me because riders have a heck of a lot of prep for every meeting that they compete in, George, not to mention the distance they typically have to travel around the country. And there must be a strong temptation just to get on with it. You know, we've made all, the, we've made all this effort to get here. Let's just do this meeting and, and not have to drive all the way back up to Glasgow again. But in assessing the track conditions on Friday night, the riders themselves put their own safety first. And you can understand that and there will be all the frustration of the travel that's been involved but at the end of the day it is the safety of the riders. Having said that, you know, to me and and this may be looking through, you know, rose tinted glasses for the old days, I I think in recent years there probably have been more call-offs and perhaps that's down to the increased power and the way that the bikes are set up these days it might have been lesser consideration in the past but from a spectating point of view I also have to say that when you when you watch a meeting that's been raced on a track that is evidently pretty soft yeah. that the, the riders aren't able to get proper drive out of it you don't get entertaining racing no. I, I made the distinction and this is coming from a non-rider but the way mm. it's been described to me is that a track can be rideable the guys can get on their bikes, mm-hmm. they can go through four laps and go through the motions of doing that, but they're really not able to race. Mm-hmm. And uh, that would be the problem from an entertainment mm-hmm. point of view. And sometimes, George, your modern day Speedway gets a bad name for that. It gets criticised for that because supporters who can remember yesteryear and a different era um, in many senses uh, you know, became a bit overcritical of, of modern day riders. But... You make a good point, and you know, we're meant to be an entertainment business after all, and people want to see good racing. On Friday night, I did also manage to speak with Glasgow Heat leader Klaus Vissing to get his thoughts. The track, track looks looks a bit too deep, uh, to be fair, and I know the track staff have done everything they could do to, uh, to get this meeting on, and it's just, yeah, I feel really sorry for them. They spent the whole day on it. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's the right call, I think. Um, and, for, and forgive me asking, from a rider's point of view, what, what, what was the issue? Too too grippy, too sticky? Yeah, it's like this, the clay, I think because we've got so much water, the clay, there's too much clay there, and it's too sticky, and there's too much material, really, to be able to ride around it, you know, when you go in, uh, and, and stick your feet in, you can nearly get, like, I don't know, what it, like, that would be five, five, six inches or something, I don't know, yeah. But it's, it's a bit, you know, so it's too much, you know, it's not rideable. 
at this time of year, you're still involved in the playoff in, in both the, in both divisions for Swindon in the Premiership, for Glasgow in the Championship. A big week, important meetings, and of course you want to be fit and healthy to to compete this week. Yeah, of course. I don't know if we think so much about that, but you know we want some proper tracks to race on, and we want it as a fair race. So um, yeah, so it's a shame that it's like this today. Um, but yeah, definitely it's an important week, and and we want want all the meetings to be on. To be fair, when, when we're here anyway. Close there, George, giving us some further insight to the the issues from a rider's perspective on Friday night. But interesting to hear him and indeed Rory Schlein earlier, both being highly highly respectful of the efforts of the Glasgow track staff. And I think that's the case, and that's the case right through the length and breadth of the country. It's very easy for those of us who watch to criticise track conditions, and sometimes criticism of track conditions is justified. But also what you have to remember is that for the most part of a lot of tracks, there's volunteers who put an awful lot of time and effort that they're prepared to put into track preparation, and they don't always get the thanks that they deserve when things go well but they very quickly pick up their criticism when it doesn't. And I think it must be very frustrating for all those involved trying to put a meeting on, even with the best preparation and equipment available. Clearly a disappointing outcome for Glasgow Speedway on Friday night. Here's the thoughts now of Tigers team boss, Cammy Brown. We had a heavy shower at one o'clock today and the track preparation, the way the track had been prepped, that kind of really put uh, a dampener, for the want of a better word, onto the situation. We've tried so hard, I mean, Jerry Fazen himself was in at 7 o'clock this morning and the guys have worked their you know, backsides off to try and get it on. We could have probably got bikes going around the track but it wouldn't have been racing and you know this is too important match. Um, feel sorry for the Somerset uh, riders, fans, and took it very well. Um, you know they accepted the situation quite well. It's a difficult one, it's happened to us the other way around. Last season we went to Ipswich and got called off. I mean we kind of knew it wouldn't be on because of the weather forecast. Um, it's just the nature of our sport, unfortunately. It's the one thing that probably stops us getting huge crowds because, you know, you're not guaranteed sometimes with the weather, especially at this time of year. But this fixture's too important, Derek, to, to run on a track that's not going to be able to race on. I've spoken to a couple of riders, Rory Schlein, Klaus Wissing, to name but two. Very respectful of the efforts of, of the track staff and uh, just beaten, of course, by that, that, that rain that you described that, that fell this afternoon. Yeah, um, you know, one of the Somerset riders wasn't that happy, but you can understand frustration sometimes. And, um, you know, he, he, he in turn as an experienced rider should know better. But everybody else accepted it. And, and uh, you know, we'll move on. And I think we're restaging it on Tuesday. Weather looks a bit better. So, you know, anyone that, that was coming tonight and it feels disappointed, please come back on Tuesday. We need your support. And, um, you know, we hope to have a proper race circuit on Tuesday. And, get a good result, hopefully after a lead for the following night down in Somerset. And a very a very busy meeting for certain of uh, the Glasgow Riders this week with the playoffs in the Premiership as well. Yeah, I think I think Craig and Rasmus and Klaus are riding almost four nights in a row, but these guys are used to that, Derek, and I don't think it will phase them anyway. Uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm glad they are, because it means when Rasmus comes here and Klaus comes here on Thursday, they're, you know, they're, they're race ready. Uh, Craig's had a bit of a break, and um, you know he likes riding all the time, but I don't think it'll do him any harm. He'll still come back. Craig Cook uh, that we know and some of the other boys as well for a little break that's probably done them some good George clearly the, the right intent was in evidence on Friday as Cammy confirms and that doesn't doesn't entirely though erase the, the sense of frustration around the club and uh, Cammy and the riders just want to get on with this tie 
Absolutely, and the more there's a delay, then the more frustrating it becomes, but also you're getting, it's like everything else, you're getting a little bit of practice, a little bit of fitness probably as well when you are not racing. Well, both clubs to their credit, you're very, very quick indeed to agree and handshake the reschedule date for the Glasgow leg of the semi-final tie, which takes place, as we've mentioned, tomorrow night. That's tomorrow, Tuesday, the 1st of October, tapes up 7.30pm at Ashfield Stadium. Somerset will travel back up to Ashfield Stadium as both clubs will at last get this playoff semi-final underway before they meet again on Wednesday night, this time in Somerset to determine which side will progress to this season's championship grand final. A little more on that tie to come. We have some time tonight, George, more, uh, more so after the break, to empty our heads a little bit of our own thoughts around where British Speedway could certainly do a better job. Let's pick up on just one point, uh, as we've touched on already, uh, and I'm just wondering, just let me just put this question out there, how about some, some disciplined, with punitive measures as necessary, planning an agreement to drive through the completion of all regular league fixtures by the end of August or thereabouts, thereby allowing a much broader period of time to build up to and stage those big end-of-season affairs. Thoughts, George? Well, I've shared with you off air one of my bugbears of the last couple of seasons in particular that within the league campaign there have been times where there's been significant gaps. Again, not trying to sound like, you know, the old days were, were great days, but until very recently, most weeks, most tracks would have a Speedway meeting on, mm -hmm. and usually yeah. it was a significant meeting. It could be a... A, a league cup, a KO cup, a, a, a league challenge match of some description of some sort of significance. I've just noticed the last couple of years, I'm sure as others have, that we can arrive at points where it may be a three-week gap, up to a three-week gap between league meetings. And what I would like to see is the league campaign more compressed with the aim of having it completed by the end of August. Yeah. I mean, if it's possible even to have it and this probably would be too much of a push, but even, you know, the, the sort of third week into August, that, that gives you a lot more room to play with with the playoffs. I know there are other practicalities about is that the end of the season for some clubs. The other thing I'm thinking about then, well, is there then the scope also that Championship Shield or a similar type of knockout type event could be an end of season event. You get into the league campaign earlier. Mm -hmm. But where I'm coming from with this is the exact situation that we have right now and realising how unpredictable and variable the British weather is. But given that I think quite often now we arrive at a playoff situation in British Speedway which is beset by weather problems. And, and what that means is we're not getting the tracks in their best condition. I watched some of the Swedish Speedway during the week. They managed to get their meetings on. But again, the tracks Far weren't in pristine yep. condition for them. Um, their season's now over. The Polish season was over two weeks ago, I yep. think. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the practicality of the situation. And even if you do hit bad weather, you're trying to get your playoffs in, certainly before the end of September, perhaps you know early in September, and hopefully you catch a slightly better uh, window of weather. And coming from the point of view of the supporters' frustrations as well, because you arrive at this situation and you just don't know what night of the week the Speedway meetings are, are going to be on. So 
for example, I'm sure there'll be Glasgow supporters and other supporters of other clubs that but taking the Tigers as the example that Tuesday night is not a night they can get along to Speedway. Yeah. You know, they've made time to get along on a Friday or the backup pay set up on a, a Sunday, but they just can't come along on a Tuesday. And you get to the pinnacle of the season and yep. there's this, that frustration that gets thrown mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. No, some very good thoughts, George, and we'll pick up some more in the second half of the show. Prioritisation, perhaps, appears to be the, the key word. Some good points well made, George. Enough for now. We will return to some of these subjects and some of your thoughts in the second half of the show. We'll also speak with Brian Copeland on how he sees the playoff semi-finals working out and some more putting the British Speedway world to rights from George and I. Back with you into Imagine raw power, supreme skill, hand-to-hand combat and national pride. Imagine putting your body on the line for the greatest prize in world rugby. The Rugby World Cup 2019. Rock Sport Radio will bring you comprehensive coverage of this titanic battle between the world's top teams. Who will reign supreme? Will it be Northern or Southern Hemisphere? Rock Sport Radio's Lewis Stewart will be in Japan to give you the latest team news and reports from all of Scotland's games. The Rugby World Cup on Rock Sport Radio, brought to you by Motorpoint Glasgow. Convert your rugby skills into two free tickets to the Six Nations in Rome. Visit Motorpoint Glasgow today and take part in their conversion challenge. Just two minutes from Junction 3 of the M74. Do you hear that? That's your family coming round to your new house for Sunday lunch. Your son opening the door of his first home. Visitors arriving at your guest house. Friends coming over to watch the football. Scottish Building Society offer a range of mortgages, so we can turn this into this. Scottish Building Society. We've been helping people open doors since 1848. Call us today on 0345 600 4085. Scottish Building Society is authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. They've had your money long enough. Now's the time to act. If a bank like Lloyd's or the Halifax persuaded you to move your savings and you lost out, don't miss this opportunity to get your money back. Text GOOD to 6677 and Goodwin Barrett could help you recover money you thought had gone for good. Don't miss out. Text GOOD to 66777 now. You don't need a claims management company to make a complaint and if unsuccessful you can refer it free to the financial ombudsman. It's easy to put things off. I'll sort it tomorrow. It'll wait. Well, turns out if you're a man with prostate disease, the sooner you spot it, the better it can often be treated. So if your dad or brother have had prostate cancer or you're having trouble with your waterworks, do something about it. See your GP or visit prostatescotland.org.uk for more information. Prostate Scotland. Pull your finger out. Love music. Live sport. Tapes up with Derek Smith and special guests on Rock Sport Radio. 
You're listening to Tapes Up with Derek Smith and George Martin on Rocksport Radio. You can listen again to tonight's show and play back each show as the season progresses via podcast accessible from Rocksport website, else from your favourite podcast app. Okay, before the break, George and I were discussing the prospective benefits to British Speedway of applying a greater discipline, I guess, around the completion of all regular league fixtures each season. We don't have enough time, George, to cover everything else that we would like to in terms of potential fixes for the sport. And uh, However, w- w- one thing that I would like to you know, touch on for a, for a few moments at least is the variety of the opposition, the, 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 the structure of the leagues, because you know the, the, televi- the televised premiership that, that we, we all know and love on BT Sports uh, only consists of eight teams. And, uh, you know, that, that's been down to seven this year. But, but, that's, but that's intended to be the, the showcase or, or, the, or the means of showcasing British Speedway. And I can't help but thinking that uh, you know, some, some good clubs and some fairly big clubs at championship level who would do well in a sort of amalgamated, larger-scale top division, George. I agree with you, and I, I think that's one of the challenges, one of the practical things at the moment in relation to the structure of the leagues is the way that probably more than happened in the past we now have so many riders doubling up between championship and premiership clubs and that therefore from the point of view of getting a new structure is one of the practical things that we need to be overcome but I do think it is something that needs to be seriously addressed there are certainly teams within the championship who are have the resources to be able to compete with the teams in the Premiership and also in relation to variety and to getting a real... So you're not just racing the same teams week in, week out. You feel that every month you've almost got the same yeah. structure or set up or matches. That, and the entertainment from a television point of view, it's something that needs to be seriously looked at. I know there are so many practical issues that surround it, but it does concern me that if it's not something that's addressed, then there is the danger that the sport is just sort of ambling its way into mm-hmm. a malaise that may become difficult to get out of. Yeah, I agree with you, George. You know, and variety is an important thing, showcasing the sport to its best. Well, we come back to entertainment. Speedway needs to be mm-hmm. and should be and is intended to be an entertainment. Now, the sport on track to me, and this is, I think, what us Speedway enthusiasts go on about, the actual racing and the sport, when it's done the right way on a good track with good riders, or at least just competitive riders, mm-hmm. it's a great form of entertainment. The main frustration often is a around the infrastructure and I'm not trying to sound too critical because I don't have the financial commitments of a promoter and I realise there are all the challenges that go with that but for the sake of Speedway something needs to happen and I think the promoters need to look at doing something different in terms of league structure, there's all sorts of ways you could look at it team strains, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you could go into it, and I doubt whether this would happen under the current structure, some sort of regional or conference set up but I think something needs to happen No, I think you're right George, if, if the business model can be agreed, if the cost base can be uh, agreed as well, then I, I would, I personally would like to see, to see a, a, a bigger more vibrant uh, top level of British Speedway. I would like I think you'd probably like to see it move back towards something like a 12 club set up if that's possible where that would then mean is well what happens to the other sides let's say they're in the championship are there any of the development league teams that could come in to 
support that sort of structure. There is a lot of serious thought that has to be mm -hmm. done, but if that serious thought isn't done, then you have to fear in terms of whether or arrive at a point where you have a, sorry, use the term, but a critical mass where mm -hmm. people just say, well, we're not getting the entertainment mm -hmm. or the variation that mm -hmm. we're looking mm -hmm. for anymore. Let's change direction, George. Yes, we'll be on this path <laughs> until the end, of, uh, end of next week. We, yeah. we absolutely could. Um, no doubt we will stray back to this territory um, in future weeks. Um, let's now switch back to the Championship and to this week's playoff semi-final action. Delighted to be joined on the line by Glasgow Press Officer Brian Copeland. Brian, we've covered off all the disappointment of last week. Uh, a new week, a new focus and the biggest 24 hours of the season, a fast approaching for Glasgow Tigers. Yeah, that's right. It uh, feels like it's been a, a long time coming with all the uh, all the offs we've had and the, and the waiting we've had to do. Um, obviously, Friday night's uh, meeting put off again because of the weather, so it is a, a slightly longer wait than what we would have liked. But um, still, got plenty of time in October, hopefully, to to get through the playoffs. And uh, yeah, just really really exciting week for the club. Um, it's. Uh, We've kind of got used to the playoffs, so we've been spoiled a little bit at Glasgow in, in recent years. But um, it doesn't make it any less exciting for me, particularly with the, the potential, you know, the carrot of potentially winning it for the first time. Absolutely. Looking at this tie, um, first and foremost, Brian, both sides have their strengths and their weaknesses, very obviously. Um, Cammy Brown and the Glasgow lads will have been able to, to uh, you know, refocus, I guess, ahead of the, the big push on Tuesday and Wednesday. How, in your opinion, will Glasgow be able to set out to handle Somerset's big four? Um, I, th I think that's going to be really interesting, particularly at home. Um, I think if, if you remember back to the um, when, when, when Somerset came to Glasgow, I think it was back in June, um, in the, the championship itself, and, and we only beat them by six points, um, which kind of was a, perhaps a little bit of a surprise given they do they are sort of very top-heavy Somerset. Um, they have been for most of the season, even even with the changes that they made halfway through the season. Um, I think, you know, they, they came here with, with some big hitters, Chris Harris, uh, you know, Rory Slane, etc. Um, they're sort of set up in a similar way now at this point of the season um, with, with the likes of uh, Nick Morris now in the now in the mix. Um, it'll be interesting to see how, how he goes on, 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 on Tuesday night and his return to, to Ashfield. Um, I think I think that's the that's going to be the biggest challenge because, you know, they... They, they do have they do have some guys who can score big points around their place. You know, Nico Cavati as well as a, a bit of an Ashfield track expert. Um, as I mentioned, Chris Harris, you know, always goes well around their place. Um, I think I think if we've got Craig Cook and Rasmus Jensen, I know that we you know tend to rely on them quite quite heavily, and we have done for most of the season. You know, to, to put in big scores. But I think if those two guys are in the sort of form that we've come become accustomed to in, in recent times, um, you know, I think they can hopefully take care of the challenge of, you know, the Morrises and the Harrises and um with the with the way that the likes of Connor Bailey is going down at reserve, um, you know, you'd like to think that he's got a good opportunity to, to go out and beat some of his peers, um, you know, in the reserve positions. Um I think it will be close on Tuesday and I actually think we I think I think Wednesday's where we'll actually be able to um stamp our influence a little bit because we've got um the the sort of expertise of, of Cook and Jensen around the, the Oak Tree Arena. Um, given their recent win in the pairs, and, and I think it seems silly to say that that's when it will be won and lost, but I think I, I don't think there'll be much to take from Tuesday in terms of how things are going to pan out, because I think it will be quite a close meeting. Um, but we, 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 are, we won by the same margin down at Somerset in the league earlier this season. We won at home by six and, and away by six, and I think that sort of shows you um, that how good we are on, on their track and, and what we might be able to do again, potentially. 
Thank you, Brian. And I had to press Cammy Brown fairly hard last week to give any indication about uh, a first leg lead to take down to Somerset. And I think in the end he suggested you know eight points or thereabouts would be uh, would be would be acceptable. Anything above that, uh, do you subscribe to to that same sort of um, prediction tomorrow night? I honestly think that we've got a really good chance of winning down at Somerset, um, to be honest with you. Um, you know, again, I'm, I'm going past results, but, you know, we have won there this season. Um, we also, as I say, we won the pairs there a couple of weeks ago um, with, with, you know, performance from Craig Cook and Asmus Jensen. They seem to go really well around that place. Um, I think it's the sort of track that the likes of Connor coming back to Connor again will we'll enjoy. Um, and I, I, I honestly think that we've got a really good chance of, of winning down there. So it maybe makes the home leg... You know, I, I don't think Cammy will think the same way, but perhaps looking from the, you know, on as a as a fan and, and from the sidelines, um, I, I don't think it will be, you know, I don't think it will be crucial that we build up, you know, a massive lead on Tuesday night. And saying that, if we can, then it will make our job a lot easier on Wednesday. Um, but I, I honestly think that we've got we've got a great chance of going down there, and you know, if, if not keeping it level, at least um, yeah, potentially actually winning the winning the meeting, which mean that as long as we win the match at home on Tuesday, then we, we you know we, we would get through. Interesting. And before we let, we let you go, Brian, George and I in the studio tonight uh, emptying our, our heads of certain thoughts around uh, British Speedway's future and, and the AGM coming up in November. What's top of your mind, Brian, in terms of British Speedway's 2020 vision, perhaps? I think I mean I think there's so many things that do need to to be looked at, but I, I think one one key thing for me is you know it's quite a, it sounds simple I suppose and it's probably quite difficult to actually implement it, but I, I do think that that the, the clubs maybe need to get their, their heads together or you know the, the management committee etc and, and try and work out a way of, of ensuring that the clubs have got consistent fixtures. I think we've we've sort of seen you know through through no fault of of any individual clubs really, but you know we've had. Periods where clubs have had breaks from their usual, um, their usual, you know, Friday or Saturday or Monday night running, whatever it might be. And I think that in terms of attracting fans through the door and particularly new fans as well, if you can make the, you know, the guarantee weather permitting that you know you've got Speedway on a, a Friday night or a Saturday night every every week of the you know the year um, between sort of April and October, I think that you know that certainly helps. Um, I think at the moment the fixture list is too inconsistent where clubs are. You know they're, they're racing on different nights for various reasons. They're, they're maybe going weeks without a team match, and, and I, I do think that has an impact. So particularly when you're trying to market the sport, and you know clubs on an individual basis trying to market what they're doing, I think that becomes quite difficult because you can't make that guarantee that you know every Friday night or every Saturday night or whatever you've got you've got a meeting taking place in your your city or your town. So I think that's something that does need to be looked at. As I say, that's that's probably quite a difficult task because of the various permutations, you know, rider availability, track, stadium availability, etc. But I think that's something that does need to be addressed to try and just kind of give the sport a fighting chance of, of sort of promoting itself. Brian Cooper there, George. Heart or head thinking from him. Time will tell. Let's hope he's right, though. Tigers destined for that final, hopefully. I certainly hope so. And I think his analysis is, is right that this is a very close match to call over the two legs. I think it will be tight at Ashfield. And yes, like Brian, I hope that the Tigers can show this sort of forum that we've already shown down at Somerset. If so, then I think the Tigers can progress to the final. But as we've seen in the Premiership playoffs, if I can just briefly touch on that already, over the last few days, all it takes is 
a fall, an engine failure uh, to be able to turn a whole match in its head. So it's going to be intriguing. I think it'll be very tight. I certainly hope, from our point of view, the Tigers can progress to the final. Certainly fine margins, George. And you're right, congratulations to Ipswich Witches for knocking out top of the table Pool Pirates. And that exactly highlights the situation that you have, that once you get into the playoffs with the current structure, it doesn't matter who's come top of the league or second, there is always the opportunity for an upset. So Everybody needs to be right on guard and on form in order to get the Tigers through to the final. Only as good as your last result. Yeah, We've never heard that before. <laughs> a big week of playoff action here in the UK and a rather big week coming up too as the World Championship chase comes to its 2019 finale. Torin Poland will be the venue of the 10th and concluding round of the Grand Prix series this year and a new first-time world champion is guaranteed. The crowd reaction is also guaranteed to be off the scale if favourite and current world championship leader Poland's Bartosz Smarzlik is crowned as his nation's first world champion since national hero Thomas Golob some nine years ago now, George. Have you enjoyed this year's series? I have. I have to admit I've enjoyed more the culmination of it earlier in the season. I have to admit I was and enjoying it so much from a purely British point of view the disappointment of Ty Woffenden's serious injury and he just even before his injury he just wasn't quite up to form I had to hope Robert Lambert might come along a little bit stronger he's a young guy though he's he's got his future but I think the four guys in particular who have lit up the series have been Schmarzlik, as you've mentioned, uh, the Russian and we also Futinov, Leon Madsen, who's sort of trailed off a little bit just uh, the last couple of Grand Prix before the one last week. Uh, You've really surprised me, Leon Madsen. Yeah, but yeah. I have to say he's exceeded my expectations. Freddie Lindgren was in there, early stages really competing he he's not going to win it now. Madsen probably not. I think it's down to Smarzlik or Saifutinov, and because Smarzlik is seven points ahead, you have to make him favourite. I agree with you. Something quite nice though about a freshening up of the of the battle for the top three places, George. Not not to mention the fact it's going to it's going to go down to the wire uh, this Saturday night. From a British perspective, as you've touched on, outgoing world champion Ty Woodford's defence was thwarted by injury. I guess is the is the official party line. But I've got to say from memory his challenge before injury just wasn't what uh, he had promised No, I'm looking back through the, the scores and he only scored six, 15 points between the first two Grand Prix that wasn't a defensive form of the World Championship It's interesting though, if my memory serves me correctly ties had a history of not defending his title well but the season after that, he often comes back strong. So hoping he can do the same. But Smarzlik, Saifutinov, Madsen, Lingren, a number of others have contributed, I think, to a very entertaining culmination of the season. And Smarzlik's going to be the favourite, but Saifutinov definitely won't give up easily. Oh, I agree with you. It's going to go down to the wire. An enjoyable GB series this year. An exciting conclusion too, with New World Champion being crowned this Saturday night. If you're travelling out to Poland, have yourself a fabulous trip. You ever been out there, George? I haven't, I have to admit, but what I've seen in the television, it looks phenomenal. And the few occasions that we sometimes get a contingent of Polish supporters coming to Ashfield. I remember 
for the SGP Challenge yes, event earlier yes. this year. I was right in the midst of some of the Polish supporters, <laughs> and it was absolutely fantastic. Oh, they're uh, the most professional Speedway supporters on the planet, aren't and, they? Uh, certainly enthusiastic. Let's turn attention now. Following last week's rain-off at Armadale Stadium, this Friday night we'll also see the conclusion of regular championship fixtures for both Edinburgh and Newcastle as they reconvene, reconvene this Friday, tapes up at 7.30. George, not so much to aim for in this one. The fixture, much more about tidying up the, the league table than the result itself, necessarily. However, it does go without saying that Edinburgh will want to round off their league campaign with a win and an eighth place rather than a ninth Eighth, place yeah. finish. I think that's absolutely right. You can speculate over whether if Edinburgh had been able to get some Masters in early in the season, I'm sure their season would have been somewhat different. They weren't able to do that. That wasn't the case. So, yeah, they'd rather finish eighth than ninth, obviously, and then look to building for next season. I haven't spoken to you, George, since the playoff places were all settled a number of weeks back. In the end, George, the Monarchs season missed out, uh, or the Monarchs missed out by some margin on uh, even threatening a playoff place. A season which promised so much back in April time, providing little in terms of success in the east of the country, George? Well, it did, and I'm, I know that the Edinburgh supporters won't be happy about that. The Edinburgh promotion won't be happy either, so I'm sure they'll redouble their efforts to have a far more successful campaign next year because the Monarchs in recent years are a, a team in a promotion that have been used to success. But that's sometimes the nature of, of the sport and the rotation and the risks that you take in summing up your averages and putting your team together at the beginning of a season there are certain unpredictables that are in there and all you need to have is a couple of riders who don't produce the sort of form or the improvement that you're looking for and all of a sudden your team is a lot weaker compared with other sides. Certainly no strangers to success uh, through Armadale way and you're right George, I'm sure they will readdress things for, for next season. Newcastle, very briefly, in their 90th anniversary season isn't that an impressive anniversary to celebrate it certainly is yes and they still have a knockout cup final to look forward to this season well that's the thing that I don't think either of us or most people in Speedway would have predicted a Newcastle versus a red card well, Newcastle final. finished second bottom of the league George exactly but it just shows you what can happen over over no a knockout situation and, and that would be my one caveat for, for the Tigers there our knockout for them this year hasn't been the best, so I'm just hoping we're hitting the ground running here for the playoffs. We can blank the page there and uh, we turn <laughs> things around for the playoffs. But Newcastle are an example of a side who have exceeded expectations in the knockout cup. They definitely have. Absolutely. All about momentum, George. Yep. So then, an action-packed week ahead. Here's a quick refresher, complete with our own score predictions. It all kicks off tomorrow night at Ashfield Stadium. Tapes up 7.30pm. Glasgow versus Somerset the championship semi-final first leg I'm going to go yes I'm going to go for an 8 point victory for the Tigers 49-41 I'll go That's for that the same answer as me George is Martin it? Right. and this is without any conferring Correct. honestly let's, be, honestly let's move on to Wednesday night then the return fixture down at the Oak Tree Arena Somerset <laughs> you can go first I'm going to go for a four-point victory for Somerset. <gasps> well, I'm going to go for a six-point victory for Somerset, which would still be enough for <laughs> Glasgow to sneak enough. through to the final. Cheers. A very narrow two-point aggregate victory. That will do me nicely, George. It'll do me as well. <laughs> Friday night, uh, st still in playoff mode. Uh, Red card versus Leicester, the first leg at the... Uh, T the motor, I can't remember the name of the stadium. Don't the T's motor park or something like that. Something you know like what that, I mean? Yeah. In Redcar, seven thirty Friday night. Yeah, I mean, it, you know what it's like. 
early in the season here, you wouldn't have Red Car would not be making the playoffs. They made some astute changes mid season and have done very well. Leicester looked like they were going to potentially steamroll everyone. All, all conquering, weren't they? Indeed. So uh, it's going to be tight. I'll go for a red card victory at home Maybe by about 6 points Well, very close thinking I've got 49-41 and 8 points First leg advantage to red car. Also on Friday night uh, As we just touched on a few minutes ago At Armadale Stadium Concluding the tidying up the league table Edinburgh, Newcastle, George Yeah, I think Edinburgh will win that one And I'll go for a 12-point victory for Edinburgh Well, I'm going big 54-36 I think the Monarchs will trounce okay. the Diamonds Who will have their minds on other things, George to be confirmed, we're not quite sure uh, currently when the second leg of the Leicester Redcar semi-final will be hosted. Uh, it's not scheduled to be this coming weekend, but I do understand that there is some pressure perhaps being placed on all the semi-finalists to try and conclude their ties sooner rather than later. And this comes back to my point about priorities. This has got to be the priority. This is the peak of the culmination of the championship season. So let's get the matches on as soon as we can. Well, let's speculate. Whenever, whenever it's going to be raced, George, what's your prediction? I'm going to go for a... I'm being a bit generous, I think, to them here, but I'll go for a 12-point home victory for Leicester, but it could be a lot tighter than that. So an aggregate win for... That would be an aggregate win for Leicester. A Glasgow-Leicester final for you, George. It would be, yes. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go out on a limb and agree with you. Speedway fans out there, how do you see things going this week in the playoff semi-finals? Please get in touch with the show via Facebook and Twitter. George, we've reached the end of another show. My goodness, we've covered some ground tonight. <laughs> Hope your head doesn't hurt too much. It's getting there, but I've just about survived. <laughs> Thanks very much for your thoughts, opinions and good humour, George. See you at Ashfield for some nail-biting speed reaction tomorrow night. Tuesday night. The biggest week of Glasgow season is upon us. Hope to see you at Ashfield Stadium tomorrow evening as the Tigers will aim to shoot down a powerhouse Somerset Rebels. Be there, folks. Until next week, enjoy your week, enjoy your speedway. Good night. <laughs> Love music, live sport. Tapes up with Derek Smith and special guests on Rock Sport Radio.